So hello and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough with myself, Scott Wilson and Dom Shaw from the Northern Echo. Um, I'm not really sure how we sugarcoat this, Dom. It's uh, it's going to be raking over the coals of defeat to Bristol City, defeat to Preston, Leicester coming up, looming very much on the horizon. It's not been a good week for Borough. We'll touch on what's happened on the pitch We'll touch on a bit of the season ticket stuff off the pitch. We'll kind of have a look at where the season goes from here. A um, little bit of housekeeping first. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, then please like, subscribe and leave a comment. If you're listening on one of the podcast uh, versions, then rate and review. Uh, and also, if you're on the Northern Echo website at any time, then we do have a special offer this month. Um it's £5 for five months of premium web access. That's Adlite. Um, it's a special page turner app, so you can look at the print version as well. Um, and it means you can access all of the stories that are behind that paywall um, relating to Borough. Right, Dom, that's out the way. Let's get stuck in. I think we sat here, didn't we? And we said <laughs> Bristol so City. Yeah, <laughs> Bristol City, Preston. Yeah, Leicester might be tricky. We'd take six, we'd take seven. At the minute, it's no points um, from those two last games. I mean, it's not been a good week, has it? No, I mean, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be the most typical Borough to now go and uh, and now go and get a result at Leicester on Saturday? But um, on the evidence of the last on the evidence of the last couple of games, it's 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 so hard to envisage that happening, isn't it? Press Preston, I thought last night were were if not as poor as they were at the riverside when borough won 4-0 they were they were they were so they were so desperately average um they had three shots i think it was scored two goals and and borough are once again left wondering how on earth they not, they not just didn't win the game but that they leave empty-handed but then yeah. after as Carrick said after the Sunderland game we need to find a way to start getting what we think we deserve from games um and they're clearly not doing it. The, the first goal was so avoidable on many levels. And then Borough have 20 shots on goal. But you never really felt like, you know, the, although they had 20 shots, there wasn't a string of clear-cut chances. It never really felt like the, the goal was inevitably coming. Um, when it did, through Finners' eyes, you think, right, Borough are going to kick on now. And then they go and concede a fluke three minutes later. Um, two bad results. Yeah. I mean, you were obviously at Deepdale. I was at the Riverside on Saturday for the Bristol City game. Probably slightly different, the Bristol City game, in that, you know, we all know that the wheels well and truly came off for a period in that first half. Two horrendous goals that Borough gave away. But in fairness, there could have been a third or a fourth. It was it was so kind of calamitous. Um, again, though, Borough did kind of claw themselves back into the game without ever really looking convincing and obviously got the goal right at the end. But... I mean, if, if we take the two games in, you know, as a, as a kind of combined, I mean, there's issues all over the pitch at the minute, isn't it? That that's probably the biggest worry for Borough at the minute. That you know, yes, they're conceding bad goals, but they're also not really looking like scoring goals. They still don't have a number nine. That you know, that that problem is there and has been there all season. The midfield certainly didn't function in the first half of the Bristol City game. Improved a bit when the changes were made in the second half and and improved a little bit again last night. But that's the kind of worry, isn't it? That, it, you know, it's not just one thing that's going wrong for Borough at the minute. It kind of feels like it's all over the pitch, really. Well, I think the, the two big issues, clearly, are the fact that Borough are lacking cutting edge, aren't they? Desperately lacking cutting edge. Um, yeah. 
that when I looked this morning, they've had 51 shots in the last three games, but only 12 of them have been on target. They've only scored three goals, which is which is clearly an issue. We'll we'll kind of get to that more and what the potential fixes there are. But then I think to add to that problem, Borough have only kept two clean sheets away from home since Carrick was appointed. Yeah. Now, I know we're kind of labouring a point that was made earlier in the season. Last season, that wasn't an issue because... Borough were just blowing teams away. And even if they conceded one or two, you knew they were going to score three or four. This year, that's not the case. So there's even more pressure on a faltering forward line, even more so when they concede the first goal and then teams are yeah. kind of just setting up setting up and, and inviting Borough to break them down, which they can't do at the minute. It's one pace, isn't it? It's a bit predictable in the forward line. Carrick said yesterday, Mark Drury from BBC Tees, he was talking about kind of the issues and, Mark said to him, well, well, what are the issue? What are the issues? And Carrick said, Well, that, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? And it is. But what what's the answer? What's what's the fix? Now, interestingly, Carrick kind of said we we need to find a he, he basically suggested that they need to find a balance, Borough. He needs to find a balance between a short-term fix while not moving away from his long-term vision and his long-term ideas of how he wants his side to play. So, yeah, Marcus Force up front is clearly one potential fix. But then who plays on the right while Isaiah Jones is out? Um, Latte Lath coming back is clearly a major boost. But I don't know, is it realistic to, to heap all of the expectations and hopes on a striker who, let's be honest, is still getting a grip for championship life and in his first yeah. season has endured a a run of frustrating injuries. Um, so, so, so does Carrick have to tinker with the setup? Does Carrick have to tinker with the shape of the forward line? He said last night he's going round in circles, which he is, which tells me something has to change for for the outcome to change. Yeah, it it, it feels. I mean, it's clearly not working as it is at the minute. Now, as you say, Latalath coming back will at least give them much more of a natural number nine. But as you also rightly say. In the games Latalath's played this season, there's been good moments and there's been bad moments. You know, it's not like you're getting back a player who, before he got injured, looked like he was going to score 25 goals this season. That's not what we're getting back. But, but I take the point that he will improve things. Coburn, by the sounds of things, is, you know, as difficult as it's been in that he's clearly not right. He's clearly not close to being right. It feels like we're at the point where... Borough are probably going to have to bite the bullet and just give him this long rest that it's starting to feel like he needs. So, yes, Latalath is an option, but if it's not going to be Latalath at the weekend, then like you say, where do you go? And it's, it's, it is starting to feel like Force needs that run through the middle, even if you've then put in a square peg in a round hole on the right-hand side, because it feels like that's the only really throw of the dice he hasn't made yet with the players that are available. Well, that's it, because Greenwood hasn't convinced, does he, as a striker? So if you're not... If it's not Greenwood, then who is it? McGree's not going to play there. Azaz isn't a centre-forward. Crooks has gone now. Obviously, Roger's gone. You, you, Matthew Hoppy was on the bench on Wednesday night. But if Carrick fancied Hoppy, he'd clearly have been involved by now. And I think the same can be said of Alex Gilbert. Not that if he fancied him, but if, but if he deemed Alex Gilbert ready, then he'd have clearly been involved by now. So it, everything points towards force, doesn't it? Then the interesting thing is then, who plays on the right? There's no natural fit on the right. So do you have to tinker with the system? With it being Leicester, does he try and crowd the midfield a little bit more? Um, yeah. Play more of a three than a two? It, yeah, it feels it feels to me as though 
something he needs to try something different at Leicester yeah. on on Saturday. Um, so one last one on the forwards, and I, I know we talked about this kind of ad nauseum almost through the window and stuff, but you know I, I've heard a number of fans now saying deep down Carrick must be pretty livid about this that you know he um how is he meant to get anything out of this Rogers has gone Crooks has gone we know nobody came in on deadline day now we do we do know the reasons for that we know that the um the club didn't feel the players were out there uh they didn't feel they wanted to spend money on bringing a new forward in who wouldn't necessarily improve things they'd rather keep that for the summer when when clearly there's a plan to do some long-term um improvement work all of that said, though, I mean, you know, has has Mar Michael Carrick been left in an impossible situation in this, in, in your in your view, in terms of what he's what he's got up from the minute? From what I gather, striker options were put to Carrick in January, um, and for whatever reason, certain options he, he didn't think suited Borough, and other options Borough explored, but clearly weren't possible for the reasons we we've touched on yeah. here, which I think everyone understands, especially after Kieran Scott had, had explained. Borough's thinking and, and approach when he went on the 12th man pod last week. Um, so I can understand Carrick's frustration, but from, from what I gather, Carrick's message behind the scenes was the same as it was to us in that I don't just want a body up front. It yeah. needs to be the right player. Um, now, which, which then I guess, you know, he, he's the one who calls the shots, but is that shooting yourself in the would a body be 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 a help at the moment? You know, whether even if it wasn't an inexperienced kind of young kid who you could gamble on and throw on there. What, what's your thoughts? Well, we've on touched that? on this as well. It part, it part of me wonders whether, and again, this is absolutely me not saying or a, a, a writing off the season, but but I do think there's there's a large element of looking ahead to next yeah. season and, and planning ahead and looking at the bigger picture and like if if you were going to bring someone in, was it only going to be a three or four month fix? Um, yeah. Would 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 the players who were available have, have have made the difference that could have catapulted the Borough in the top six and then seen them won the playoffs in what looks to be the most hotly contested playoffs as, as, that I can remember? This is the strongest league yeah. as I can remember in the championship. Um, or do you continue to kind of nurture the squad you've got and and? looking ahead to next season and 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 as we've touched on borough the foundations are there for borough to start next season really strong that the, the base is there now you clearly bring a center forward in in the summer what 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 you don't want to do is lose all the momentum that's been built over the yeah. course of the last year in in the coming months and does feel a bit flat at the minute doesn't it understandably after recent results it feels like even if Borough, even if Borough aren't going to make the top six this season, they, they can't let the season just flatline from here, can they? They, yeah. they need a spark. They need something. They need to go into the summer with with, with forward momentum, don't yeah. they? And that for me is probably the biggest thing in all this. You know, I, I fully can see what the club are wanting to do in terms of the long term. I do agree that the squad now has real foundations in place. You, you're avoiding the need for a complete overhaul. Clearly, there's value in that squad. We saw that with the sale of Rodgers. There will be money to spend this summer. Money's come into the club. Um, so, you know, in all of that, I fully understand why they're doing what they're doing. It's it's difficult, though, when you're a fan and you're paying good money to 100%. go week after week and the results just aren't there and the performances 
if anything, are getting worse rather than better. And and I guess that you're right. That's the juggling act that Carrick has to do now between now and the end of the season because, you know, we'll get to it in a second. I think deep down, most of us probably accept that Borough are unlikely now to, to finish in the playoffs. Um, but what you can't have is just two and a half months of complete nothingness where the season really drifts away and there's just no momentum, no spark. Fans start getting more disillusioned, more grumpy. That doesn't help anyone. So so while it's looking an outside bet in terms of the playoffs, you know, I, I don't I don't get the argument that you can just write off the rest of the season because football doesn't work like that when you've got, you know, 30-odd thousand fans at the Riverside and you've got packed out away ends all around the country. I mean, just, just in terms of those playoffs, seven points off, um, a whole host of teams, obviously, between Borough and the top six, admittedly Borough with a game in hand, but they are now 13th. Feels like a really big ask now, doesn't it? And it feels like, you know, they're headed, Borough heading into the toughest game of the season, Leicester away at the weekend. If that, you know, if that was to result in, in another defeat, then surely it would be too far, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, I think as, as you alluded to there, it's not just the points, it's the teams, isn't it, between Borough and, and, and the top six as things stand. And the fact that um, that I know Coventry have faltered a little bit and Hull had a bit of a, um, well, they've disappointed before they got their win in midweek. Um, but but those teams are clearly in better form than Borough and look better teams than Borough right now. Um, Norwich, they seem to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the frustration is for Borough, that I think the frustration is. So Preston, Preston are right there knocking on the door. Borough have played Preston twice this season. So average. Yeah, you know, Preston are no better than Borough. Borough, Borough being a better team against Sunderland twice this season. Um, Borough should have beaten Hull in December. Yeah. Norwich, you know, Norwich at various stages this season. David Wagner's been supposedly fighting for his job. Yeah. And when you look at the points Borough have thrown away to only get one against Rotherham in the last couple of months, that 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 whole game, Sunderland with the, the late error, and then that yeah. one last night, for all Borough's flaws. I do think Carrick and the players will be will be sat back and thinking like we we should be right there. Um, yeah. That said, it, what it what it's going to need now clearly is a run like Borough went on at the start of the season, four or five wins on the bounce. Now, um, like clearly this is is speaking like like the most optimistic terms possible. But you look at that Leicester game, that that as the it's it's hard to see Borough getting anything there. If, and it's a big if, you do get a result in a game like that, then yeah. I think the boost you get from that, as as we saw when Borough beat Southampton early in the season, um, you could act as a springboard. But on recent evidence, it's hard to see Borough getting a result against Leicester. I think yeah. as things stand, it, even, even if Borough lose at Leicester on Saturday, what, what then needs to happen for Borough to stand any chance is they'd have to win four of the next five, really. Yeah. But then... That's probably just to get back in amongst it, isn't it? They've then yeah, got to maintain yeah. that form to stay there. The, the real, the real, real outsiders in the minute, and I think that's probably been the case for a couple of weeks, hasn't it? And and off the back of last night, if they are going to put that kind of run together, they're going to have to do it with more injury issues rearing their head, and 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 again, worryingly potentially injury issues to key players. I mean, what was the latest leaving deep deal last night on on a hackney and and um. And on Fry and and obviously still on Latalath and Jones. 
Yeah, Hackney twisted his knee, Carrick said later on. He was replaced, I think it was the 89th minute. So he said on that one, I, I don't know, he said, I might come in tomorrow morning, it might be fine, it, it might have stiffened up. Carrick didn't didn't seem to fear that it was going to be a major, major yeah. injury. You know, it, it didn't appear to be anything more than a twisted knee. But clearly, if it has um, stiffened and swollen overnight, then I don't think you'll risk him at Leicester on on um, on Saturday. Fry has a pelvic groin, a pelvic slash groin issue. Carrick said, not clear whether he's going to be involved on Saturday. Latte laugh, yeah, close, but understandably said we need to be careful with him. Um, yeah. I suspect he'll be in the squad on Saturday, but whether he starts and Coburn. Yeah, Carrick admitted they've probably gone backwards a little bit there. He, he's struggling a bit at the minute. And like you say, I, I said, I asked him last night, are we now looking at like a long term? Does he now need to spell out the team? And he basically said, well, we still don't know really. Um, but as things stand, he is struggling. And and I think clearly where, where Borough at the minute, they're planning for the next few weeks without, without Coburn, aren't they? Which, as we've touched on, is so frustrating for him, isn't it? Yeah. What a chance this... Had have been for him. And I think just to go back to what you were saying there about the kind of importance of between now and the end of the season, um, I think if you look at the way Borough started this season, when Carrick was put in, when Carrick was kind of asked to explain Borough's struggle early in the season, he, he, he said there was a number of issues or a number of potential factors. But one of them he alluded to was the fact that Borough ended last season in a poor run of form yeah. and maybe that had just continued. You can flip that, can't you? If if Borough can end this season, even if they don't, even if they don't make the top six, if Borough can end this season well, then it you you go into the next season with that with that spring in your step. I remember it was when Tony Mowbray took charge and he finished kind of his first half of a season particularly well and burst out the blocks at the start of the next season. Now clearly Borough ran out of steam that season. But I do think that's a thing. I do think you can carry momentum through the summer. Especially if there's not going to be a major overhaul this this summer, is there? Like there was like there needed to be last summer. Yeah, one or two players might move on. There's players out of contract. But um I don't think you're going to be looking at a at a, a complete new look squad come the start of next season. So it feels like this is a chance to have some continuity. And, and if there were positives from last night, Azaz, McGree. Yeah, McGree, McGree looked good, um, pulled the strings in the second half. Azaz, um, I was surprised because he played McGree, certainly early on, first half, played McGree central and Azaz off the left when it seemed the other way had been more natural. But yeah. um, fair play it was Azaz because he didn't really work for him in the first half. But in the second half, every time he got the ball, he, he tried to make something happened. He, he was he was shooting on sight from the edge of the box. He, he was kept popping up in and around the box. Um, and Carrick said afterwards that he was encouraged because he, he, he thinks you can start to see him maybe picking up, getting 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 the grips with how the others are playing, building that understanding. Um, yeah. And you think as well, players like McGree and Azaz are going to benefit. Same with Hackney. I think that Hackney last night looked so much more comfortable in the middle, but it was just a lack of options really in front of me. They're yeah. going to benefit from having a natural centre forward to play yeah. too, aren't they? To, to play, feed off. Yeah, play to feed on. Yeah. To feed off. Yeah, yeah. And, and so just the last one on the kind of forward end. I mean, Greenwood, it feels like 
the longer the season's gone on, probably the less likely it is that Borough are going to be really pushing to sign him permanently in the summer. Would you agree with that? Uh, obviously, a lot depends on what happens with Leeds, because if Leeds go up, his contract situation changes. He's probably priced out of what Borough could do wages-wise anyway. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's clearly playing. Carrick clearly trusts him to put him through the middle. But I don't know. It just feels like at the moment that there's still a decision to be made there. Yeah, I think what's difficult is, so what, if everyone was fit now, what what do you think would be Carrick's first choice front four? I think it would be probably Latterlath, although a, a fully fit Corburn might knock that, but one of those two, clearly, probably Latterlath. Um, now, I think it's McGree. I still think for all that he wasn't around at the start of the season, I think it would be McGree. I think it's probably now Azaz, and I think it's Isaiah Jones. So I'd go Latterlath slash Corburn, probably Latterlath, McGree, Azaz, Jones. Yeah, and that's the thing with Greenwood, isn't it? I think um, he's, he's had to do a job up front, really, in recent weeks, like Morgan Rogers did at the start of the season. I think the frustrating thing with Co- with Greenwood... Sorry, did I say Corburn there? The frustrating thing with Greenwood is... Um, when you look back to when he had that real spell, that yeah, that 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 real run of form, you thought like, and we were talking then, weren't we? One one point five million potential fee is an absolute snip. I still think that's the case for potential, but I don't think he's built on that as he. Um, oh. And I think I think that's the frustration. You're still you're still looking at him more often than not, thinking what he's capable of rather than actually seeing him seeing him do it yeah and, and I, think I, and I guess you know there. we've talked about that as it stands now surely come what may Borough are going to be bringing in a natural forward and probably another attacking player. you'd think two new attackers as a minimum in the summer so throw them into the mix as well and, and potentially Greenwood would go even further down the pecking order I guess but then I suppose after losing Rodgers and Crooks um that leaves you with McGree as as Force and Jones. If, if if Greenwood wasn't to sign permanently, I, I think Borough would have to bring in another player in that department yeah. because we've seen this season, haven't we? How, how quickly options can be depleted. Um, and yeah, centre forwards clearly going to be clearly going to be the priority. I thought the first was Sunderland, wasn't it? When Greenwood played, I thought Green. I thought yeah. that was. I thought Greenwood was bright there. I thought he, even though like clearly the offsides were an issue, I, I thought he, he looked a real threat on the shoulder. Um, yeah. I didn't see the Bristol City game, but he, he was, yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't yeah, I mean, he obviously had the goal that was very narrowly disallowed. I still haven't watched it back a couple of times. I'm not sure whether he's on the side or off, to be perfectly honest. Um, but that was, you know, that was really a bit of an outlier. The rest of the game, he didn't really look like. I thought he, he looked good until he got in the penalty area. And that's probably been the, the story for pretty much every Borough player you want to talk about in, in the attack and third this season that. You know, they've got plenty of players who look good leading the line until they get in the 18-yard box and they've actually got to finish. Yeah, yeah, and and which has been the story of the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? There was the story of last night, like so much play in and around the penalty box. So many shots, but many of them speculative, hopeful, rather than clear-cut chances. I thought Luke Thomas, just finally on last night, I thought yeah. Luke Thomas in the second half looked... Um, as much like the attacking, as close to Ryan Giles as Borough have got this season in terms of right. the attacking 
left wing back. Now, the the on the flip side, he completely he completely switches off for the Preston winner, which is yeah. frustrating. Um, but I thought there was flashes of promise promise there, which uh, which is which is another well, plus. Well, point. He obviously won't and, be able to play at the weekend, will he? No, 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 no. Which I suspect is why he was in last night. Wasn't yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we wrap up, then let's just touch on. Season tickets because if it hasn't been a particularly good week on the pitch, then it's probably not been Borough's greatest week off the pitch either. I think you know that the, the, them most people would probably admit that. So there's kind of two elements to this, isn't there? There's the fact that season ticket prices are going up. Um, now clearly, um, it's difficult times for an awful lot of people, um, at the moment, especially up here in the northeast. Um, but on the flip side of that, the club will say, well, everything else in the world is going up. The minimum wage is going up. Rents and rates are going up. Electric bills are going up, etc., etc., etc. So simply the cost of putting on a football match is increasing year on year on year. So Borough have to reflect that in the prices. That's one our debate. Kind of wrapped up around it, though, was the fact that obviously initially um, it was going to be a very, very short window for fans to pay for their season tickets, which was going to make life even more difficult. Now, fair play to the club um, after dialogue with supporters groups that has been shifted slightly. Fans are going to have that extra month, that little bit longer to pay for their early bird season tickets. Um, I mean, it's a difficult one, Dom, isn't it? Because I, I absolutely fully understand fans who are unhappy about prices going up at the moment with everything else that's going on in the world. But then I also accept that if Steve Gibson's having to dip into his pocket every more and more and more because costs are going up, then you have to call a little bit of that back. Yeah, and first things first, you... you we only have to look at the accounts that were released. Was it last month, earlier this month, last month, to show the the, the sheer scale of of Steve Gibson's ongoing support. This clearly isn't a isn't a decision the chairman or, or the club take lightly. Um, I think fair play to Mark Motley of Middlesbrough Supporters Forum, Rob Nichols of Flying yeah. the Moon, and John Donovan of the Twelfth Man, who. Um, were quick to kind of gauge the opinion of fans after the statement and after the, the ticket prices and, and the details were put out on Monday. Um, and, and from what I gather, we're, we're in close dialogue with, with Steve Gibson on Monday and on Tuesday and put the concerns and, and frustration of fans to the chairman. And obviously the decision was then made to extend the deadline to the end of March, which clearly makes a difference. It, it, it's an extra payday, isn't it? And, and, yeah. Um, I do completely understand the, the frustration and the anger and the disappointment because things are tight right now for everyone, aren't they? Things are, things are very difficult. And I kind of feel like a bit of a fraud sitting here when you're in a privileged position to, yeah. to not have to pay for tickets. So yeah, I, I complete, you know, all my a lot of my mates are season ticket holders, a lot of my mates got away. I, I completely get and appreciate the the support. And, and the club do as well, don't they? Michael Carrick makes that known on... At, at every opportunity um I, th I think the timing clearly hasn't helped the timing yeah. on monday after a run of after a, a january window where although borough have, have explained their their stance and, and their reasoning some fans were left disappointed that a center forward didn't sign and then on the back of a defeat on saturday of, of a disappointing defeat on saturday um so i completely understand i completely get fan frustrations and disappointment um but I also understand the club's position as well. Um, 
I think it's credit to everyone involved, really, that that deadline was extended. Yeah. And, and I think it goes back to really what I was saying a bit earlier in the pod. Bor- Borough fans have to give have to be given a reason now to to yeah. to, to either um, ex- get get a season ticket if they've already got one, or or for new applicants, they have to be given a reason on the pitch, don't they? Um, and I, I think that's why it's crucial that results pick up really, and and ambition is clear for next season. I mean, what what was made absolutely clear in in the accounts that were released last week is that. Borough absolutely remain ambitious. The ambition remains unquestioned. Borough's desire, unquestionable desire, is is to get to the Premier League this season. I do think I do think it's a bit of a one-off when you look at those the strength of the Championship, the clubs yeah. that have come down. Um, I don't think next season's going to be as strong. It's not going to be as strong, is it? Hopefully, Borough a building and next season can be another memorable one, like like last year was. Well, we um, we won't completely give up on this season. We'll be, um, obviously, Leicester at the weekend. We will um, be back with you at the start of next week, reflecting on Leicester and seeing exactly where that leaves Borough in terms of the rest of the season. We're also, obviously, galloping on a pace to the anniversary of the Carling Cup win. The 20th anniversary of that is in a couple of weeks' time. We've got some uh, really good features that we are working on. A couple of them are in the bag. A couple of them are in the pipeline. Um, they'll obviously be on the Northern Echo digitally and in the print version of the paper. We've also um, working on a couple of special videos in and around the 20th anniversary of the win in Cardiff. So that's all going to be great. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, as I say, support us if you can online and by um, liking and subscribing and rating, etc., etc. Hopefully, things will go well at the King Power, and we will see you next week for another edition of You Are My Borough.